Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Aligned Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm excited to welcome today's guest. Her name is Sophie Josefina, and she is a sex and relating coach and a masculine and feminine expert. As an ex-data scientist, Sophie knows how to walk both worlds, walking the bridge between Tantra and neuroscience, the masculine and the feminine, and the dark and the light. And let me just say, you guys, this conversation, I was low key or high, let's just go high key obsessed with, um, because Sophie just had a way of talking about the masculine and the feminine or, you know, energy slash strategy in a way that I've never heard before. And I especially (laughs) geeked out on the fact that she has a father who is a uh, quantum physicist and she, was just able to speak to, you know, quantum creation, everything that Zoe and I always talk about, everything I've talked about on this podcast before in terms of really understanding the power of your thoughts, but also really deeply embracing her feminine and her spirituality. Uh, She leads deeply potent programs for both men and women, and she also hosts a very popular podcast, which is called Deeper with Sophie Josefina, where she has open and raw conversations with men on their challenges and desires in relating. And uh, yeah, like I said, this is just a really powerful episode. We talk everything from relationships and really embracing both the feminine and the masculine as a woman entrepreneur, although I know we do have some men that listen to this this podcast as well, so this is for you. Um, And like I said, also just really mindset and manifesting from a quantum, very science-based level. And I especially loved the way she talked about her approach to mindset in her business. Uh, She's got some really awesome takeaways that just left me like, I don't know, I just, like I said, I'd never heard anyone describe manifestation in the way that she does. And for that reason, I am just so excited to share this episode with you guys. So without further ado, here is my interview with Sophie Josefina. You're listening to the Aligned Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Saunders. I'm a business and manifestation mentor for modern entrepreneurs who know that deep down, there's a better, smarter, and easier way to manifest the next level success they desire. On this podcast, we explore a very different approach to growing your business and income quickly, and it has nothing to do with hustling hard or discovering the perfect marketing strategy. By understanding the power of my thoughts and training myself to think in energetic alignment with the reality that I desired, I went from teacher to 20 and 30 $30,000 months in just two years in my online business. If there's one thing I know to be true, it's that we're each vastly capable of creating hugely successful businesses that light us up and set us free. I'm here to share with you the knowledge and strategies needed to manifest the success you want. I truly believe that you can become, create, and achieve anything you desire, and it's just a matter of changing your thoughts in order to change your life. So let's get started. Hello, Sophie. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. Hi, 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 Lauren. I'm so excited to be here. Me too. I can't wait. I don't think I've had uh, a a guest on the podcast who specializes quite in your realm of (laughs) of knowledge and expertise. So I can't wait to see where this combo takes us today. Mm -hmm. Uh, And my audience has a little bit of an idea of who you are from our intro, but I would love to hear it directly from you. Yeah, who you are, what it is that you do as an entrepreneur. Yeah, so my name is Sophie Josefina, and I am a conscious sex and relating coach is what I've been calling myself. And Mm -hmm. uh, what I really do is I work with the masculine and feminine energetics with both men and women. And uh, I really focus on, honestly, 
how you let life flow through you. So mm-hmm. Thaler and these masculine feminine energetics, we, we call them masculine feminine, but it's pretty much yin and yang or consciousness and chaos or whatever you want to call it. But it's really like, are you able to allow that energy to flow or are you in resistance? And so often people come with, to me with, with with the starting point of relationships or intimacy of just like I'm not having the type of relationships I want or don't feel nourished by them or you know I I want I'm so resentful of my partner um like what's what what to do from here and so that's uh that's really what I what I work with and uh, especially with women I I very much work with the strong independent woman who um, has actually been in a masculine energetic most of her life. And that's also my story. I've just been in a masculine energetic for most of my life. And uh, I really burnt out on being exactly what I thought a woman needed to be. And it just wasn't sustainable. And and things like masculine feminine energies are what really helped me create such a clear framework and clear way of, you know, how much am I being nourished and how much am I, am I, actually penetrating with my energy and is that mm. in a balance so that is in short what I'm doing uh, and and what I Amazing. work with yeah yeah I have so many so many places <laughs> I want to go with that I would love to to hear first because I feel like you're already speaking to me um but I'd love to hear first you know a bit about your business journey mm-hmm. and what uh like what you were doing before what it has yeah. been like to grow your business yeah, so I come from a very different place. I was actually a data scientist up until a year ago and uh, very corporate, very male-dominated environment, very nerdy. Like I was just like a programmer and a manager and all these things, like really completely different world. And it's not that I particularly didn't enjoy it. It was honestly that it was on my fuck yes. And so by the age of 25, I'd reached a very, very high level in, in my corporate career and something about that moment made the world collapse a little bit. It was as if I had been raised in a religion and all of a sudden I, I saw that God didn't exist in that way. And mm. I really thought like, if this is the life I'm going to be living for the upcoming five to 10 years, I don't know if I'm this excited about it. And I had studied so hard and it worked so hard and been so ambitious. And it was when I got to that moment, I was like, well, but this, this isn't enough for me. I don't this isn't exciting me. This isn't like literally turning me on. I, this I'm disappointed. And so I really had quite a rough moment there. I'm just like, yeah, but I've, I've used so much of my energy to get to this moment and so much of what I thought life was about. And that culminated eventually in, in a two year burnout, lots of, lots of illnesses, sicknesses. My body was very creative, making me stop and never go back to that office mm. again. By the end of it, I had an epileptic attack every 48 hours for weeks because um, wow. my body did not want to go back. It was not giving me a choice. I could not go back to the life I was supposed to be living. And it was really hard, right? Because it wasn't that I was in a particularly toxic work environment. I was at a very lucrative work. I was really one of the best in my field and like all of that. And it was so, so it just, it didn't make sense that I was feeling these things. Right. And it was undeniable. And in my burnout, so I was raised by a quantum physicist and a tantrika. So oh I've God. always been, I know, <laughs> I've always been walking these like two completely seemingly different worlds, but they've been, they've been very similar to me. And so in my burnout, I rediscovered my roots in tantra. For me, like tantra has never been something that I learned in workshop. It's just been like my lived everyday experience. 
And so I, I actually went back to actually learning the things that I'd grown up with and, and, and like using the body as, as, as really like saying yes to everything that you're feeling, saying yes to everything that the body's bringing up and really allowing the energy to be there. So if you're jealous, you know, be jealous instead of like this mindfulness of like, how can I detach from my emotions? Tantra does this thing of, can you feel the energy of jealousy in your body? And can you actually start circulating that? And that was really my entrance back into energy and life again. And yeah, then I, I, I came to the realization that I had been in a masculine energy my whole life, even though I had been what the feminist wanted me to be. I was successful, charismatic, sensual, sexy, uh, fun to be around, um, independent as hell, you know, have my shit together. Mm. And it wasn't sustainable. And like, why on earth was this not sustainable? And I was also not, I wasn't attracting really the kind of men that could handle me. I very much had the story like, no man can handle me. I'm too much. Um, I'm too intimidating. I very much had all these stories. And so the men I would date would feel very small around me. Um, I just wanted to like be pushed up against the wall and nobody was really doing that. I was getting increasingly frustrated by that not happening. And and I just started feeling like I had so much resentment to the men around me, to the masculine around me. I just really thought like they just could not handle me. And, you know, like I, I really wasn't able to see my side of the street and through Tantra and polarity and, and deepening my knowledge of polarity and the embodiment I realized like I actually had no idea what a feminine energetic even was. <laughs> Can and you me, actually yeah. describe it for us? Yeah, of course. So, so for me, the masculine and feminine, I realize there's lots of people talking about it now, but the way that I see it is my masculine energy is not me being like a dude. My masculine energy is my penetrative energy. It's how I go into the world. It's how I take the driver's seat of my life. It's what I stand for. It's what I, you know, there's really this expelling energy, right? So it's my do to do. It's my productivity. Um, it's, it's my redirection. It's, it's seeing some things in the way and moving it out of the way, right? It's, it's, it's kind of this energetic. The feminine for me is not necessarily surrender. It's receiving and experiencing. So it's literally like how you take in life. So it's eating a piece of chocolate and enjoying that. It's getting angry in traffic. It's feeling jealous. It's being yes, no, no, yes, no. Every second, a different feeling. All of that is a feminine energetic. And so, you know, I was so in my ambition, but I actually was never enjoying the success, right? For me, the most simple way to check how, how, how online your feminine is, is if somebody gives you a compliment, are you able to receive it? If somebody gives you money, are you able to receive it? Or is there a part of you that thinks, like when somebody gives you a compliment that you write and say, oh, you look pretty too, right? That's a bouncing back of the gift. Right. That's a bouncing back of the penetration of the masculine. It's like, oh, no, no, I'm not taking this. Can't, are you actually letting life in? And um, yeah, that was really, I love being in my masculine energetic, by the way. And so I, even in in all my polarity work, it's not that I'm, I, I, I don't like being in my masculine or I don't want to be, or it's not healthy if I am. No, I love it. I love my masculine energetic, but if I'm in that energetic for too long, I burn out. So my, my, um, what's it called? My recharging happens in the feminine and I need to make very, I need to make a very conscious effort every day to create enough moments for that to happen because I am still recovering strong independent woman. I'm still very much like 
even though I'm working in conscious business and in this field, I am still, my, my default is to go into a masculine energetic. So I have to very consciously create these moments for myself where I allow the beingness to happen, where I allow the receiving to happen, where I don't, I don't like doing things alone anymore. So I love asking people to do stuff for me. I love hiring people. I love the person that cleans my house every week. That's the best money I spend. It makes, (laughs) it gives me so much joy. I am so grateful that I don't have to do it. And I'm so, it feels so yummy to receive that somebody else is taking care of my house and that I get to get to enjoy that. Right. It's all of that. Like, can I actually enjoy that? I don't have to do it all alone anymore. Can I ask, can I invite people into that space constantly? And so that's a oh. bit of my story. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I love that. And I love the way that you're distinguishing the betwe- between the masculine and feminine, because I think a lot of the time, especially as entrepreneurs, what we hear is like the masculine is like the hustle and the grind and the marketing and the action taking. The feminine is like the energy work, which is all true, but you've really gone into it on a much like deeper level, I think, mm-hmm. um, that I'm really enjoying. And maybe you can tell us, you know, for you, what does the mix look like very sort of tangibly in your business? Mm, great question. So the most simple example in this is honestly, um, I make my to-do list in the morning, right? So I, I write down all the things I want to do today. That's my mask. And it's just like, you have to show, you want to show up for this. You've committed to this. Then I look at my to-do list. And then honestly, I feel what feels like the right thing to do right now. And I allow the mystery to come through there. So maybe there's this tiny little to-do thing of replying to that one email that doesn't seem important, but my, my attention keeps being drawn to that. I trust that. And I reply to that email. So I allow the mystery to come through there. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, for instance, when I'm launching, I very clearly communicate with the universe what it is that I want to create. I say, I want to make X amount when I'm launching and I want to get these many people in. And now I surrender it to you. I really fully surrender it to you. And whatever way you take me, I trust you. But I'm not in a passive acceptance of like, oh, whatever you give me, great. Right. Because here, this here's how I love seeing it. I love seeing the spirit, spirit or the universe or whatever as this gorgeous divine masculine that's up there that's saying, baby, I want to serve you. Tell me what you want. And, <laughs> that's so good. Right? And if I would I sit here and say like, oh, you know, I'm just open to receive whoever wants to come through to my course. He's going to be like, I don't know what you want, baby. Do you want one, two? Do you want five? Do you want 500? <laughs> what do you want? I don't know how to serve you. This is also, you can hear how this is. This is not about just manifesting. This is about intimacy. It's about relationships, right? So I very consciously say, here's what I want. I very clearly know what I want and, and I know what it will bring me when I get that. And I'm going to let you be creative on how that comes to me. And then the next step that I do is, so this is sometimes when people are very much in their feminine, they can just like be in their yummy energetic bubble and just like, oh, I'll just like, just letting life happen to them. But especially in business, we need our masculine to help materialize things. So in a launch, I do one action step every day. And I trust that the one thing is enough because I almost see it as where can I open the door for, for spirit to materialize into this world? But I have to open the door somewhere. If you, for instance, are, 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 are wanting to attract uh, a conscious man into your life, he's not going to knock on, on your door, even though you are here in complete energetic bliss. He's not going to come knock at your door because he doesn't know how to find you. 
So you have to do one thing for life to actually penetrate into this frequency, if I can call it that, if I'm not too metaphysical right now. <laughs> you no, no, have no. to do one thing to, 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 to help the in, to help the in come to you. And so that's really how I see launches. I just wake up in the, on the morning and I think, okay, I'm launching to, for men right now. And I'm, I'll think, yeah, okay, what do these men need to hear from me today? And maybe it's one story. Maybe it's one post. Maybe it's me reaching out to to one of the men. Right? But I trust that w- that one thing is enough. So I don't have to show up for it the whole day. I love that you've distinguished this and I'm so grateful (laughs) listening to you because this is still like I launch a lot and I teach other people to launch and I've had a lot Mm -hmm. of success through launching, but it's still this like back and forth conversation that I have with myself where it's like, do I, do I, you know, zone in on what it is that I want in terms of a specific outcome or do I let the universe surprise me? Um, And I believe that we're insanely powerful, you know, divinely powerful, and we can create whatever it is that we want. And the ego is the one that like gets, you know, involved and starts questioning things and whatever. Anyway, so I would love to just dive into that a little bit more with you because I really Mm -hmm. like the way that, like I said, you are Mm -hmm. um, distinguishing that for us. So in your experience, when you're launching, what does that process look like? So you've said you let the universe know what it is that you Mm -hmm. want. And then is it that you're really remaining in trust? Because I think that that's the hard part for people is like, it doesn't look like it's happening. So they start questioning things and then they back off a little bit. Is that like a muscle that you've developed over time? Um, Do you have certain like perspectives or experiences that allow Mm -hmm. you to remain more in a state of faith, even if it doesn't look like it's happening and just really expecting your boyfriend, the universe, I love that, (laughs) to show up for you no matter what? Yeah, great question. So again, if I think of this divine masculine and he, if he would stand in front of me, all of me would uh, all of me is welcome there. So also the part of me that when only two people join on the first day thinks, "Holy shit, nobody's coming." Right? Right? All of it is welcome there because it's all life. So instead of thinking like, "Oh, how can I shift my brain from fear to love?" first feel that like the masculine divine masculine masculine in the world the masculine that's holding a container for you right now is just bringing you home deeper into yourself so feel all that is coming up for you to feel because it's bringing you home it's bringing you home so i this is also a tantric perspective i don't judge i don't try to explain i don't try to think this is a projection or whatever i actually allow myself to digest and move what i need to move through so if like i've had this in in like 150 people launches that on like the first the first week nobody showed up and it brought up all the things I actually feel them now the other thing that I would bring as a nuance to there is what we often do is like let's say I want to make or I want to get 100 people into my course and only two people showed up in the first few days instead of that being a confirmation what often we do we think oh I guess nobody wants this or I guess it's not working to let it instead of that be fuel on how badly you actually want the hundred people. And so I call this moving from lack to longing. So let's say, let's say you're not getting from your man or whatever, your partner, what you want, instead of going into the, Hey man, you need to be more present. You're not giving me enough. That doesn't get a masculine energetic excited, right? <laughs> that masculine is going to be like, you're criticizing me. I don't want to step up into this at all. If instead of that, I bring an energetic of, 
oh, baby, you know, you gave me a little bit of presence just there. That was delicious. I want more. Right. So let's say you're not making a lot of money. Let the little bit of money be so fucking delicious that all you want is more of that money. Let's say you're making a lot of money already. You're allowed to want even more. Of course you want more of the good thing. Right. So all of that, instead of coding it as lack and disappointment, because that's what I think the feminine practice actually is. It's to not deflate and disappointment is to let yourself expand and expand further into wanting things and wanting it more. You're never, I can guarantee you this. You will never be satiated. That's your gift as the feminine. You will never be satiated. You always want more. You want more money, more love, whatever it is, you're going to want more. That is your superpower. It is the attraction. It is the, it is the, that brings the, that moves energy around. So see it as your superpower. You want to run a, an epic business and turn it into an empire. Feel that desire, feel that longing every day. I really think we have a culture of starvation and it's detrimental on so many elements. And then this whole idea of modesty, like what if you were allowed to want all the things? What if you were allowed to want all the money? What level would be nourishing for you? You know, start tuning into that because people say, oh, I want $10 million. Yeah, I call bullshit because you actually have no idea what $10 million probably means. What is the actual amount you really want? Like maybe you've been making, you've been having 10K months, like 5K months would be deeply nourishing. Okay, let that one activate in your system. Let the actual thing that you can feel, that you can almost taste, let that be the thing that you start cultivating. And so really in launches, and, and this is, that's why it's such a beautiful feminine practice is to catch the disappointment and the lack and to see if you could fuel it into more longing. And I know how unbearable that can be, but that's, that's what I think the feminine practice actually is like really in this unbearableness of like, I want more, I want more, I want more. Yeah. (laughs) No, I love that. Um, that reframe that you're talking about, because I, I mean, I launch like every month and I love it, but there's also like a day or two where you're really you know, <laughs> being presented with all your stuff. And that's part of why I love it is because like, I've just grown so much through launching through like every month, challenging my ego and challenging, you know, the, those not good enough parts of me and reframing them and all that kind of stuff. Um, and in your experience, you know, do you, fairly consistently get that specific outcome that you're calling in with this process? Yeah. Yeah. Love I think that. we are, I think we are deeply powerful in the moment you own that. If really, I, I love just seeing this as a male lover in front of you, the more, the clearer you get and then it's, it's getting clear and then letting it go. So not getting clear and then micromanaging. Let me bring that nuance. So it's not like, I want to have a hundred people launch, but then when I only have two people on the first day, you're probably failing me or you have forgotten me, (laughs) right? It's saying like, this is what I want in the bedroom. But now that you're touching me like that, I don't like it. (laughs) That's so Right? It's actually surrendering, actually surrendering it, actually like offering it up, offering your longing up and saying, I trust you to do with this what you want to do. And it's, it's, it's even in the, like, I love this analogy of thinking that you are in the car and he's doing the driving and you're going to trust him to get the car directions wrong. So that means that if he takes an exit and you think that's the wrong exit to actually surrender into him getting it wrong and to think you're going to deal with that. We're going to be 15 minutes late. 
I'm actually going to release this. You're going to deal with it. I'm not right to actually surrender that he's going to deal with the the decisions he's making and, and the way he's taking it. And that's the same in the bedroom. That's the same in manifestation. So, so I forgot what your question was. No, that's okay. Um, actually what's, what's coming up there. Oh, so many things like you're speaking to my soul right now. I love it. Um, but so when you say that you're letting go, yeah, I think there's so many different sort of like people, you know, have different ways of letting go or different understandings of it. But when you're letting go, you're not trying to, so let's say you're in a launch and you've got two people out of a hundred on the first day or two Mm -hmm. and you're letting go. And it's not, you're not trying to force yourself into a belief that those 100 people are still coming or are you out of trust? Or is it like I asked for it and it's, I'm going to trust him completely no matter how this goes. I think what I first do is I make sure that the hundred is embodied and that it's truly in alignment with me. So let's say, let's say for instance, we're talking about how much you charge per hour. I know when I started, I was charging like, let's say a hundred per hour and it, it didn't feel good. And I knew other people in my field were charging 10 times that. So part of me thought I should aim for the thousand an hour sessions, but it wasn't in alignment with me because if I thought of somebody buying my thousand euro session, it made me contract because I thought there's no way I can deliver that. What was the loving, expansive thing was actually to say, okay, well, maybe 200. I really feel that like in, in that, in holding the vision, it's also about being transparent and, 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 and honest with yourself. What is, what is it that you actually want to create? So I know the first time I launched, I got 20 people. If I'd been 50, I would have shocked my nervous system, even though I was in abundance, right? Right. After the 20, it was 40. Then from 40, we went to 60. Now it's 120 and the 120 feels easy. It feels easy. But had I gone the 120 the first time or had I been in that pose of like, want to get 100 people in my course, want to get 100 people in my course, it wouldn't have actually served me. So part of that is, and that's the tricky thing, is expressing your desires, expressing your longings, also expressing what's underneath it. So if I get 100 people in my course, then... Because, for instance, let's say you want to you want the tall, dark, and handsome man. Yeah, great. And and I don't know, like the the financially uh, wealthy man. Great, but why? What would that give you? Okay, so if I would have, for instance, let's say an, an affluent man, or like this, like a financially uh, steady man, then I would um, feel like I don't have to take care of him. Then I would get to feel that I'm spoiled every day. Okay. Now hone in on that part because then the universe can get creative on what it wants to give you. Yeah. Right. Yes. And that's the same with the hundred people. Yes. I want, yes, I want hundred people in my, so this is what happened in the last launch. I was actually holding the pose of, um, I am opening the doors for whoever needs this. So I wasn't attaching to a number. I would love some extra financial, um, uh, what's it called? Um, influx because there's a few amazing people I want to work with. So I want, I want to, I want to up level in my own energetic and I am now delivering that to you. And I honestly thought 30 people would show up. I literally did two posts and had 120 people join. Wow. Right. Right. Because I was very much rooted in that belief. It's like, okay, I really want to work with these people. And I had, I'd made agreements in myself though. I said, I don't know. If I make this amount, then I'm going to invest in that coach. When I make this amount, I'm going to invest in that mastermind. When I make this amount. So I was like 
almost playing a little bit with the universe. It's like, okay, okay, okay. I see you. I see all these people streaming in. If you want me to work with this mastermind, then I need that extra, that little extra. And then boop, there it was three hours later. I was like, okay, okay. I see you. <laughs> I see you. I'm wow. listening. That's amazing. Um, it's almost a play. Spoke, yeah. Right. I was going to say you're, it's sort of playful. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've definitely, I've never had the experience. I don't think where I set an intention for 20 people and got, you know, 40, 50, 60. Mm -hmm. Um, and I very rare, I mean, I've had big launches, but mm -hmm. I very rarely like set a big goal and actually hit it. And, and part mm -hmm. of that is like my own stories about like, oh, well I was out of alignment. And so all these people weren't coming in and what you're speaking to about like all of me is welcome here is something yes. I've really embraced the last uh, few months, especially. And it's so freeing to be like, just because you had human thoughts and doubt for yes. a second doesn't mean that you yeah. don't also get to have what you want. So that's mm -hmm. sort of a new thing for me because I used to place all these rules. And I think a lot of people in this space do the, all these rules around like I need to be in unwavering belief in order for it no. to happen. And I just don't think that it, first of all, it's no. impossible. <laughs> exhausting. And that's yeah. kind of like that masculine, you know, strong armed approach. Um, you spoke a little bit about <laughs> abandonment and that's actually something that's also come up for me where that it's like, yeah, this, this fear of being abandoned by the universe of like, I really yeah. showed up. I'm really showing up. Where are you? <laughs> and yeah. it's like such yeah. an ego thing, but it, it, it shows itself to me pretty often where like, I really feel like I'm doing the work, but I feel like, you know, it's taking a really long time to catch up, which, you know, a really long time is usually a few days and I'm just being impatient. <laughs> um, so when you say that, like, could you speak a little bit more to that? And perhaps anyone else that's feeling that, that like, well, what if I show up, but the universe doesn't, what if I make this investment and I don't get reimbursed for it? What if I launch and nobody signs up? It really comes down to a, a fear of abandonment or a lack of that trust. Yeah. So I, I really, really, really feel you on this. I, I think anybody's had a dark night of the soul. Um, can speak in deep gratitude of, of that happening. Um, for me, that moment was five years ago. I lost my mom, my five-year-old relationship, my health, my dog, many friends in the same week. And it was so extreme that I really, it, I really hit rock bottom. I was really blown apart in so, so many pieces. And it was a gift because in that death, there was a rebirth. And so I think the universe isn't always taking care of us in the light energetic way, right. right? Nature is not like that. Nature is not cute. Nature is not loving, mm. right? It also is, but it's also raw, you know, right. it, it's, it's also rough. And we assume that when we get hardship or we're not getting the, abundance or whatever we think we should be getting we assume that we're being abandoned i don't think we are i think we're on this earth to to have the fullest possible experience of all flavors of ourselves. so a part of that is my god i've done all the work and i still don't have a man right i've done all the work on myself and i'm on the dating app every day yeah. and it's just not happening it's not a part of it is the existential doubt it's the existential doubt of 
but wait, why, why am I working so hard and you're not giving me anything? The way I see the divine masculine, and, and this is also, or, or spirit or, or the universe, and this is also a little bit what you just spoke about, it's not this productivity thing, right? I call that the productivity bro. It's one of the like internalized ways that we've taken patriarchy, but it's this idea that we have to work at something and then we get the good things. So it's, I get to have a holiday when I've worked hard enough. It's, I'm allowed to take time off in the day or have a, have a break when I've worked hard enough. It's, I can date the hot men when I'm skinny enough, right? It's all, or my launches will go well when I'm completely in alignment. It's mm. all this like, if then, when actually you have this complete inherent worth that has nothing to do with how well you're doing, how in alignment you are, it has nothing to do with that. There is just this beautiful energetic in the universe that is looking to serve you every moment of the day, your entire life. And you may not always see how it, how it's trying to do that. It's trying to bring you back home at every moment. So, and I know it's hard and I know it's so hard to trust. Like in these dark nights of the soul, I've many times thought like, what the hell? You're just, you're just like <laughs> being me now. You're yeah, just being, why are you being mean? You're just being a jerk. Just like, and that's just not, it's not possible. It's just not possible, right? It's its not being a jerk. And it's really, there's a deeper, and I'm, I hate using this word, but this deeper surrender to how life is flowing through you. And, and mm. okay, I guess this is here. You know, I, I sometimes, I'm quite a big, uh, quite a big crusade against spiritual bypassing. And, and sometimes the, the dogmas that come from spiritual development or from self-development of just, you know, we're making people so responsible for everything in their life. And there's also a place of just mystery and things that you're not going to understand and things you can't work mm. on. And you're just here with your blueprint. Like for instance, I, I have a more anxious attachment style. I've completely let go that I'm going to heal that. What I do now mm. is that I live a life that is supportive of that. So instead of me doing all this work to fix my attachment style, because that would imply that something is broken. I have the self-knowledge now that if I'm on a date with somebody who's super avoidant, I should walk out because they're my kryptonite. I will get addicted. Like it's like, 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 like an addict. Like I don't, I need to get out. So instead of trying to fix all these parts of me, I've chosen partners now that are truly nourishing because I have self-knowledge of myself, but that's not the same as me always trying to fix it all. And, and yes. And also what I started about, like this autonomy, that like instead of thinking, oh, I'm jealous, I shouldn't be, what we judge can't can't move, it can't be processed. The moment we judge it, we set it like stuck. If I can just see my jealousy and actually feel the life coursing through my veins, because whoa, there's a lot of life there, and actually allow the physical experience of it to happen and, and the human experience of it to happen, then it naturally, it naturally moves. It naturally shifts without me trying to do it, without me talking my way out of it, without me bypassing it. No, we actually get to go through it. And I'm not drowning in it either. So the, the other nuances to not drown in it. I don't like lose sight of, of that I am more than the jealousy, but I also just get to move it and digest it and process it. And, and so I, it, it sometimes really hurts me to see how people can take beautiful concepts of what we all learn in, 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 in like the conscious world and use it as another way to punish themselves. 
Yes. Ugh. Yeah. It's so perfect that you bring this up because <laughs> you know how when you set an intention for something and then the universe starts to show you, you know, what you need to see, what you need to become aware mm-hmm. of. Um, mm-hmm. That's what this year has been so far for me because at the very beginning of the year, I really set an intention of of creating the next level of success in my business. And in the last like four or five mm. days, the message that is coming through everywhere. And you just said it like I've <laughs> talked to so like happened to click on a random podcast episode and this is what they're talking about. Or I open my phone to Instagram and this is what the post mm. is about. Or, you know, even getting on an interview with you and this is what you talk about. But that what it is is this inherent worthiness that you're talking about where we have to let go of the idea that we're not where we need to be in order to have everything yes. that we want. And that's sure. actually the thing that is holding at bay everything that we're calling in is not that we're not healed or that we're not in alignment or that we're not embodying it or anything, but that we have a story that because we're not, it can't come in. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that you you brought that up (laughs) because it's like, there's just nothing to, to fix. You know, and no. even what you're saying, because I'm an I'm um, anxious attachment as well, mm-hmm. and you're right. It's like even getting into that, I was like, okay, well, how do I become secure? Then mm-hmm. it's like, well, you could become secure by deciding that it's okay to be anxious. <laughs> yes, oh, that's exactly it. Yeah, uh, I love it so much. It's just so simple. Of like, there's really yeah. anyone listening. There's nothing that you need to become or learn or do or let go of or reframe or fix, <laughs> other than the need or the the story that you have all those things that are not right that are wrong. You know, you're never you're never going to graduate self development school. It's never done. Right. It's never done. So you can either be in a hurry trying to get yourself fixed, but you're never going to get to the moment where you're fixed. I do think what. <laughs> Well, for me, the goal in self-development or any of these practices is, is is rather me fixing is actually getting to know myself as self-knowledge. So for instance, knowing that I'm anxiously attached and that things like an avoiding person is not nourishing for me. I just, I, I, I can't control myself in that setting. So just knowing that. So I think that's often where, where I, I think I see the self-development world a bit differently than most people I care more about actually getting to know myself rather than, okay, here's 10 ways to not be the thing that I am. You know, we all have a blueprint. We all have a blueprint that we like the the lives that we, that we came on this earth with the first 10 years of our lives determine like how our brains work. Like you're not going to, you're not going to like reset your brain (laughs) instead of trying to force yourself into a different blueprint. Can you, can you honor the blueprint that you have and work with it? This is, again, this masculine, feminine, energetic. If the masculine is in front of the feminine, the feminine, I don't know, is completely overwhelmed because she doesn't know what to wear. I'm being a bit stereotypical. I was like, let's say something like that. Completely overwhelmed because she doesn't know what to wear. She has to be at a party. She doesn't feel great about her body and blah, 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 blah. And he would go, I need you to hurry up and be done in five minutes. She's going to be like, ah, that makes it worse. (laughs) Right? She doesn't want to respond to that. That doesn't honor where she is. If instead right. of that, you'd be like, okay, baby, like, tell me, tell me, tell me how you're feeling about your body. Tell me how you'd like to look. Maybe I can think with you, right? Maybe we just let them know that we're going to be half an hour later so we can take the time to feel the things that need to be felt right now, right? That's the masculine. The masculine isn't forcing you into a different direction. The masculine is actually saying, I'm going to listen really deeply and then see what needs to happen. 
he's actually structuring the world for you. He's not leading you into something else than you than you are. He's just structuring the world around you. And so even seeing self-development like that, even seeing like like this whole like ener- energetic or perspective of like develop or like how to be better or how to improve myself. Can you see that rather as a structuring around what is? Okay, what is? How can we make that better? Beautiful. I'm, <laughs> I love it. Um, like your words are just like literally speaking to my soul. So thank you. Um, I have to ask, you said that you, you're one of your parents is a quantum physicist. Yes, the coolest thing I've ever heard. Um, And I have a a program with a friend of mine that is all about quantum creation and really understanding Mm. manifestation from more of like a science perspective, which really, really helped me because I was not like in the spiritual realm or the feminine realm, even Mm. when I got into manifestation. Um, Mm -hmm. What being that, you know, you have that, that obviously very deep connection with someone that is in that whole world, what role does quantum physics or perhaps just having a parent that that specializes in that what role has that played in your manifestation sort of efforts if you will uh or just even even your spirituality because of quantum physics for me spirituality and science are the same thing yes um there's not for me there's never been a division between the two and, and this is also why i went into something like data science initially because it wasn't for me departure away from the mystery of life. It's just as much there. Um, what's like my parents would have the same conversation, but with a different language. And that's what was really interesting. So my mom, my mom was a very big hippie. She would speak about like, I don't know. She would speak about like the most hippie witchy things. And my father would speak about, yeah, there was this experiment and, you know, atoms know when they're being looked at, when yeah. they're being observed. Uh, so that means consciousness is a thing, is a objective, like is, is a process in itself. And, and okay, what does that mean? And he wouldn't actually fill in all the blanks of then what that would mean. But he would say like, we actually truly don't understand what consciousness is, right? And, and what an impact that has on life. And I think for me, the biggest takeaways of quantum quantum thinking is, you know, your consciousness is something that everything around you is responding to at the most like tiny level. Mm-hmm. It's that space and time don't exist, right? We yeah. can prove that. We can prove that space and time don't exist. And almost, and, and this is very much what my father taught me, like he's, he's extremely mathematical. And he said, I, I've had to come to the conclusion that there is something greater. He's not per se a believer in, in, in anything greater, but he says, I have to mathematically come to the conclusion because there's often things happening that are not random in history in 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 you know all these phenomena there's a lot of things happening that should be random that are not and so there is something greater and he doesn't my father never filled in what that then was but he just said like yeah so i i i have to accept that even though my rational brain doesn't get it what has been for me for manifestation is i think I think what it's brought me is that I can almost feel it. I sometimes joke to people that I can feel the matrix, but (laughs) I can almost feel it. If you allow yourself to open up to that perspective and allow your mind as well, like don't bypass your mind. Mind is this beautiful thing. If you allow your mind, your brain to open up to this perspective that maybe your consciousness is just as powerful as you moving the pen around, right? Like it's able to do these kind of things at at a way that you might not fully comprehend yet, but to open up to it, I can see a whole, like for me, a whole world open up to me. And, and, and the interesting thing is that I feel it rather than understand it. 
I can feel, this is also polarity, right? I can feel life pushing me in a different direction and I'm resisting it. Right. And yeah. when you say you feel it, I just, I get <laughs> on all the quantum stuff and I don't like, mm-hmm. I mean, I understand it basically the way that you just described, which is that when I started kind of understanding, you know, the observer aspect and the double mm-hmm. slit experiment and, and all these, mm-hmm. these studies that are showing us that time and space don't exist. It was, it, I didn't have to be a quantum physicist to understand it because it, I felt like, oh yeah, that is the way that things are. I got into it with um, Dr. Joe Dispenza. He, he mm-hmm. talks about it in some of his books. Um, but is that sort of what you're, what you're, I mean, I know you're describing like I can feel, mm-hmm. uh, I can feel the energy, but there's almost like another aspect to that, which is I can feel the truth of these, these theories that just prove that we really know so little (laughs) about just how powerful we are. Right. Yeah. So I, my dissertation was once on how a masculine or like a male brain and a female brain are different with understanding probabilities, which sounds very mathematical right now, but we are very bad at comprehending these things. Like our brains were not developed to do that. They're not able to really understand uncertainties and all these things. So if I try to consciously grasp what we're talking about right now, my brain goes, blah, (laughs) it can't, but my being or my subconscious or whatever you want to call it totally gets it. It's like, yeah, I feel that. And so I almost like give my brain the day off. If I try to like really comprehend what this means, I'm like, can I just open up to the mystery and let it, let it unfold itself to me? Like there's one of, yeah. one of the, one, I forgot his name. One of the physicists just said like, Hey, theoretically it would make so much sense that a lot of us are like only see 2d for instance. And there are some of us that see 3d and try to explain the 2d people what we see and the 2d people think we're crazy. <laughs> right. That is so theoretically possible. So we're now all living in a 3d world. It makes so much sense that there might be like, that's what I love about mm. quantum physics. It's all theoretical, but you can't discount it it's totally possible that there are people seeing 4D and trying to explain that to other people or might see a little bit of the 4D and trying to explain that and can't, and people think like, what are you talking about? That's not how the world works. And so that's how I'm really trying to like work with my brain almost or with my mind. It's like, just let it slowly unfold to, to allow me to see what else is here. And at the same time, I can just feel it. I can feel it. I can feel how powerful I am. And the way I really see maybe free will versus karma or dharma, whatever you want to call it, is I really see this like red, like this thread, which is my life, which seems something, something predestined a little bit, but everything around it is so much my own free will to color it in. And that's really where I get to play in the quantum field. Right. I, and I feel like life or whatever is just giving me, <laughs> I'm sounding super metaphysical, but no, I, lo- I, feel- I, know, I love it. <laughs> so I'm so into it. Keep going. <laughs> I feel like life drops down threads from the sky. That's like, Hey, you want to, you want to, you want to take this thread. And it's like a collective thing. Like for instance, the masculine feminine thing, I, I got onto this like a year and a half ago, I could feel that it was a collective thread that was landing in lots of people's minds. So Carl Jung talks about this a lot, that there's collective consciousness, right? So before yeah. before World War II even happened, all these people were dreaming of gas chambers because it was in the collective consciousness. I can feel that. I can feel like, oh my God, I want to write a book about this. And you, there's lots of stories of five people having the exact same 
idea for a book in the exact same moment. So there's kind of this vortex that's landing into this earth. I can feel those threads and I can also decide not to pull them. Right. So life is like, okay, do you want to go deeper to masculine feminine? I'm like, yeah, fuck yes. I want to do that. Life's like, do you want to go deeper to this? Like, no, actually not. I can feel that you're there, but mm, my free will, (laughs) free will, I don't feel it. And I trust that somebody else is excited about this. So let them pull that cord. And to see that almost like maybe that's a little bit how these energetics are working in this world, that like, that's how it's dropping down through all these channels of humans, because we have a body to materialize things, right? That's what the body can do. Yes. I, uh, <laughs> I, and since we know that time does not exist, it makes sense that we have these premonitions that yes. are coming through because it's all happening right now, you know, and yeah. we can, we can feel into future events and, um, yeah. Uh, what was I going to say about that? Um, yeah, the future, I, if I can just yeah, sorry, go ahead. quick on the future events, like I, I, I have a bit of clairvoyance myself and I think everybody does. I can't predict a lot of future events because there's so much free will involved. So I can't say right. like this person will stay with that person or, you know, like this is what's going to happen with your business. Com- not completely because I could feel that there's so much free will still there. Everybody always has a free will. Like let's say, I don't know, you keep bumping into the same pattern in relationships. You have a free will to digest that now or to just that next year with the next partner, right? You have a free right. will to do that. And so I can feel that a lot in the space that, um, yeah, there's also a lot of things that we can't really predict because right. people are free to play. We're free to play. And there's also like a level mm-hmm. of suggested guidance almost. Yes. I don't know if you'd call yes. it that, like, yeah. like a, that. a redirection that is coming from the divine, but it's up to us when and if we decide yeah. to accept it. Yeah. 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 I exactly love that. that. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, So, uh, Sophie, I mean, I could talk to you just forever because I just love your way of describing everything. I'm like, so there I can like, I can feel, I can feel the truth behind your words. Um, but I want our audience to know, uh, where it is that they can connect with you, learn from you and perhaps work with you online. Yeah. So the best place to find me is on Instagram, which is Sophie Josephina and both with an S and PH and, I realize it's not the easiest name. I'm actually originally Dutch and <laughs> my last name is completely unpronounceable for anybody. So I thought, oh yeah, let me like just take my middle name and I'm sure right. everybody can pronounce that. <laughs> still, still sometimes people are like, huh? so it's Sophie Josefina, both with an S and PH on Instagram, uh, sophiejosefina.com. I run courses for men and for women. So I'm about to open the doors for the initiation, which is my men's course where we initiate men into their fullest masculinity led by the feminine and um i run a very big course called healing the masculine for women which is really on the strong independent woman i'm not sure when i will relaunch it as a live course because i don't plan my business and (laughs) but it will for sure be available as an evergreen course yeah okay amazing um and i just have one last question i often end out my Mm -hmm. interviews with this do you have a daily or perhaps monthly mindset practice when it comes to consciously creating your next level of impact, influence, and income in your business? It's interesting because I, as a, as an ex data scientist, or as a data scientist, I was so in a masculine planning and thinking it through and, and strategizing. And ever since I started this business, I don't, I don't. 
And I really allow it to happen. So honestly, what I do is I pay attention to my dreams. I pay attention to my, to my gut, to my intuition, to the whispers. As long as I do that, I know I'm fine. So I just, I pay attention to like the same word that I keep, like I, I, when I, when people are in my workshops, I say like, just listen with your body because maybe you hear me say a word and your body goes, I need that, 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 that. Like write down that because that's your that's your subconscious letting you know where to go. And so I listen for that every day. I just notice like, oh, that that friend just said this one thing or, or this book's been mentioned to me three times or, you know, and, and I just trust that all I got to do is listen and then I'm guided. Ugh, I love that. It's a flow, really, because I get the question a mm-hmm. lot of like, what is your morning mindset routine? And I say, I don't mm-hmm. have one. I mean, some days <laughs> I want to yes, journal <laughs> for an hour and some days I would rather watch Netflix for those, you know, extra two hours that I have in the evening than like, yes. like, and other days, all I want to do is, is meditate and visualize, but like, I don't force it if it's not there. And that has really been working for, for Yes. Me. This makes me like you even more because a lot of like business coaching, they're like, here's your morning practice, your evening practice and my whole system goes, no. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's definitely something to be said about it. And there are certain things that I've done consistently over time, but I don't force it if it's not feeling aligned for me. Um, and that like, cause I I often joke with people in my programs. I'm like, you know, I'm going to tell you different things that you can do in terms of your mindset, but you should know that I'm not good at being consistent with any of these things because I just, I have them as tools when I feel called towards them and that's been enough to get me to where I'm at. So love that you said that. Yes. We're totally on the same line. Lauren, I just want to like, thank you for being able to talk at the level that we did because it's not often that I can and it really made me very happy. So well, really I already want to have you on again because we were able to nerd out at a whole level that just speaks to my, to my soul. Like it's just so I okay. just thank you so much, Sophie, for mm. bringing your wisdom and your energy today. And uh, I know this is going to be an episode that people really, really resonate with. So thank you. Thank you so much, Lauren. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Aligned Entrepreneur Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or you got value from it, it would mean the world to me if you'd share it on your Instagram stories and give the podcast a five-star review, which helps me to get this message out into the ears and the hearts of those who can benefit from it. And I'll see you guys next episode.